eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here on Inside Black and Gold, we're going to hit a quick mailbag here to kind of go into some of the action, some of the questions, some of the hot takes from after the game. You know, and as expected, there's a lot of, who cares, right? That's, that's kind of how it is. But anyway, I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller coming at you after the Saints 27-21 win over the Rams. And here's one from Byron Clay, which, kind of, you know, that's this is the, the idea, right? This is the constant negativity. This win means absolutely nothing. Andy Dalton will revert back. I mean, it doesn't mean nothing. It means nothing if you can't double down and, and win another game next week and then win another right, game yeah, after right. that, right? Like this win on its own, sure, it does not change anything about where the season is. You're still four and seven. You still are looking up at a division where no one is dominant. The Bucks are still going to be in first place at five and five. The Falcons won, so they're five and six. The Panthers lost, so they are three and eight, I believe. And the Saints are four and seven, right? But, you know, you're right there. You're a game and a half back. And you have a game in hand against the Bucks. You just need to pick up one more game in the balance. And so, yeah, you 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 still are alive, whether you want to admit it or not. And I don't really care, but you know, it's it's not about this week. It's about next week, and it's about carrying that momentum into next week. And that's what this team has been unable to do. So, if they can start doing that, if they can start building on some of these positive performances. If they can continue to play clean football and not deal with 10 penalties, right? They had two penalties today, only one that was like real, you know, then you start, you start being a team that's playing winning football. And so that's why this game is relevant, not because it's going to change your season, but because in order to change your season, you had to do this today to get to, to, to start that process. Yeah. Like good old coach speak. You can't win two in a row until you win one. And thankfully, <laughs> right. you know, thankfully we got the win today or we get the win Sunday in the Superdome. And yeah, to me, there's no need to be negative about it. Yeah, yeah, the Saints should have won this game. They did what they should have done, but we haven't seen that happen in the past few games. So 
let's enjoy it. I'm not saying we have to go around parading either the fact that, oh, the Saints are back. You know, the the team's going to be on a tear now. I, we'll see what happens. I agree with you totally. It's like now this game against San Francisco is is so key just because let's see something you haven't been able to do all year. That's win two in a row. Right. And if you couldn't win this game, then yeah. Like I would have been ready to write this season off completely. Like you get there's other people who have already done that, and I understand it. Like when you start the season the way the Saints have, you lose the right to have people give you the benefit of the doubt. But I do think to some extent, you know, being able to win games against bad teams that are worse than you is a very necessary ability in order to make the playoffs. And so you've shown that twice in the last four weeks. You know, the, I think the Ravens are a team you were never going to beat. That's just like everything the Saints don't do well in one game. Uh, I had Lamar Jackson's grandeur for that game, right? Like if you got the Steelers at home, it might have been a different story. You didn't. You had them on the road. You had to go to Acropshire Stadium. They played well. They got TJ Watt back. There was emotion. They got the better of you. You know, I think that that game was closer than it might have seemed at the, at, at the end. But either way, right. you, you lost it, right? So you needed to come back home and win a game to prove you can. And now you need to go on the road and win a game and prove you can. There's oh, someone putting so. in just as many as hours as us, Jeff. Look in the comments. Tony from Australia. Is he here? Yes, he said, I was glad I got to see the mighty New Orleans Saints live on TV here in Melbourne, Australia, and bring home the win. Tony putting in hours. I didn't even realize that his last name was Dawson because whenever he calls into the pregame show, it's Tony from Australia. But that's good to see you, Tony. Uh, you know, it takes a dedicated fan to watch the Saints in Australia because when they play at noon, that means the game kicks off at 5 a.m. locally. So keep that in mind. And not only if you think your day is rough, imagine waking up at 5 a.m. and watching what the Saints did to this against the Steelers last week. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Not only was he dedicated for the noon kickoff, he was calling into our pregame show. Yes, which means he's a that's yeah, which means that he's calling in at like 2 a.m. local time. Tony, the dedicated man right there. Give him give him his props. A who that soldier right there for yes. sure. Yes, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because I wouldn't even have picked. I wouldn't even have made the connection. But glad to see you, Tony. 992 RAS. Hill had a great game. I said if you throw with Hill, we'll open the game up. Yeah, I mean throwing with Hill, it better be a good opportunity. Like you need to you need to do it in the right spots. I actually thought that they got a little a little a little too handsy. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know <laughs> they got, they got a little heavy handed with some of the some of the taste and plays early in this game when just like you know it's second down just run it you know just just try to create a a better situation for Andy Dalton and there was one play where he tried to hit um Jarvis in the back of the end zone and like they did they played the 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 sweep well and so I think that's that's the read if they if they take away the run you throw it but they also took away the throw (laughs) and so that there's got to be a third option which is hit that guy as hard as you can and try to knock him backwards and pick up a couple yards because what the throw he made very easily could have been intercepted. And that drive obviously ended in a uh, field goal by Will Lutz. It was that first, that first scoring drive. And you know, that's where it's like, you know, you have to be careful. Like you want to be aggressive with Taysom, but you also need to, to account for the fact that it's first down. And while Taysom's coming off the field, Andy Dalton's coming here on second down and you much rather have that be a second and six than a second and 10 or a, interception going the other way and so that's that's the balance right but i think they did figure it out better as the game went on last week i was in the week before i was very critical about okay yeah so 
you you have an incomplete on first down and then you send Taysom Hill in on second and 10 and he runs for two yards or one and then you send Andy Dalton back on the field for third down what they have done and I'm glad that they did this because I was complaining about it is he's seen a lot more action on first downs third and short and like second and medium right because what you don't want to do is take Andy Dalton off the field and then send him back out there in a third and long that he had no hand in creating. And that's what you've avoided the last few weeks. And I think, you know, they talked about how Andy's kind of get got a little frustrated with all the Taysom Hill action in terms of during practice. And, you know, I don't know if, how much real frustration there's been, but I would bet that it is frustrating to walk on the field in third and nine without even having a chance <laughs> on second down, you know? Right. Something so. I did not create here. Right, right. It's like you're just putting me in a bad situation. Like, it's like I, being the relief pitcher coming in with the bases loaded. Well, he, right, right. Well, no, it's worse than that. It's 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 different. It's like being a relief pitcher coming in with like a 3-0 count. Because <laughs> right, as a relief right. pitcher, you expect to come in in weird situations. Like you know that at any point you could come in with the bases loaded and you're expected to get out of that. You don't think you're going to come in knowing that like, Rio. oh, one, one bad pitch and I walk in a run. You know, like, so that's kind of how that's, I think that works a little better, but it's, it's a good, it's a good analogy. I I was excited. I will say to see Alvin Kamara lined up in the wildcat. And I was like, oh my goodness, we just saw Derrick Henry throw that jump pass on Thursday night football. I was like, could we see something similar here? But, oh, well, that, that play went awry. Yeah. And I I thought that they did a really good job of getting Alvin the ball at the edges of the field. Yeah, they did that in the third quarter, and it's like, why? I've been wondering all season, like, what? Where have these swing passes gone? Where have these like quick throws to the edge to get Alvin Kamara in space going? Because you haven't seen him. No one like whether it whether it's something you you emphasize heavily, you got to make the offense, you got to make the defense account for it. And they say Saints haven't done that. Here's a warrior of God. Alave is the man. Shahid, Callaway, Landry, Johnson, Kamara. If our OL can play good, we're definitely making the playoffs. Kamara and Hill running zone read play action passes with Hill will definitely shine. That's positivity. I guess that's there you go. Right. That's the most positive one I've seen in a while. So, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you can incorporate all of your weapons, you're going to be a better football team. And that's what the Saints did today. Here's one thing I'm pretty sure we have been saying Rashid Shahid's name wrong. No. Yes. I think it's Rashid Shahid. Really? Like the H is silent. I feel like I got to go look at my flip chart to see if it's, it's on there. It's not on here. But okay. that's what the PA announcer was saying all day. And I don't think he would have just started saying that. So I'm going to have to check with Rashid this weekend. If I... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, so he was saying what? Shaid? Rashid Shaid. Shaid. So not Shaheed. Shaid. Which which sounds right. Like, and, and I was talking to Mike Dettelier because uh, he was at, in the Superdome. He was in the press box for this one. And um, it's funny because it's like, I believe that. Because like we were all saying Nephi Sewell all preseason, and yes. then all of a sudden like Eric comes out like oh Nephi, I'm like oh shit, what? Right, been saying you're wrong. It's like why did no one correct us? And like the media people didn't even know, and then they they added it to the flip chart, and so like I w- it wouldn't shock me at all if Rashid 
just didn't feel comfortable correcting everybody. He's like, I'm a UDFA. What am I? Who knows how long I even be here? I don't want to piss people off. And so anyway, I want to ask him in the locker room this week if, if we've all been saying his name wrong. I'll have to go back to some past highlights too. YouTube's great for that, where you just look at someone's highlight to see how the announcers are calling it. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe they've like it's like Kayshawn Booty, right? Like everyone <laughs> yes. said his name wrong for like two years, and then someone finally asked him and was like, "Hey, it's actually Booty, right?" Because like there's been seven different ways, but you know Joe Tessitore still says it wrong every week. So I think everyone wants to say the wrong emphasis on it just because they're afraid to say Booty. E- yeah, right. But it's Booty, right? Everyone wants to say Booty. Okay, no, right? It's Booty, like what a pirate has. Pirate treasure, like a badonka donk. 992 RAS again. Do you think Alave will get rookie of the year? I think he has a chance. Now, Agreed. Kenneth Walker has been fantastic, and he's going to be featured for the Seahawks the rest of the way, and the Seahawks are in a position to win the NFC West. So that's the one player that I look at like, yeah, he's going to make this difficult for Chris Alave in large part because the Saints are 4-7, and seven, and you know, if they don't, if they're not competitive down the stretch, and if they don't push to win the NFC South, I think that does play a role, right? When you are a rookie who's starring on a team that's in that's make that's making a playoff push, that definitely is a feather in your cap. So, Chris Olave, you know, with a game like today, his third 100 yard game of the season, he needs to get in the end zone a few more times, right? I think it's only what his third touchdown. Yes, in my um, fantasy, T.M. agrees with you. Yeah, I mean, he's been very heavily involved, but he hasn't scored. And this offense hasn't been prolific at scoring. So, you know, that's not something you hold against him. He's still leading all rookies in receptions and yards. But I think in order to, to, to pass Kenneth Walker, this team needs to win a few more games and at least be in contention for the playoffs the final few weeks. He needs to get in the end zone a couple more times and he needs to have a couple more 100-yard games, break the 1,000-yard receiving mark. Then he has a chance. But no, he definitely has a chance. I would put him in second right now behind Kenneth Walker. It was definitely pretty impressive to see him schooling Jalen Ramsey to, uh, on that 53-yard touchdown. That was a heck of a throw by Andy Man. Dalton. Oh, you know, I, yeah, I gave Andy Dalton too. I gave Andy a lot of grief. That was a he stood in there. He knew he was going to take a hit. That was a blind throw. Like he just threw it out there and said, "Go get it, kid." And he and Alave ran under it. You know, like he knew he was going to get eaten alive. Like I think the I think it might have been Nick Underhill who asked him, "Was like how aware were you that Aaron Donald was about to just you know." put you in the ground he was like i was pretty aware <laughs> like i knew he was coming but it was like he's got to throw it and he did and you know it's the difference between you know that that's why it's tough to really put every interception on a quarterback because if you go back to the cardinals game right yeah the second interception that he threw to isaiah simmons it was like yeah if he if if that rush gets there a split second later and he's able to throw it where he's throwing it it's a big play if Aaron Donald gets gets there a split second earlier, or if Andy holds it for a split second longer, he's not able to get the full throw off. You know, that's probably an underthrown ball that's fluttering out there for an interception, right? So it's like they say like a game of inches. Like that's that's true. You know, that is that is real. And sometimes you gotta stand in there and take a hit. And he did. So good for him. Yeah, and just we we want to see more of those plays, obviously. But I think that Olave has been pretty darn consistent this season. And I know we've mentioned this on and on and on. You don't have, you know, a top guy like Michael Thomas around. Jarvis Landry hasn't been around for most of the year. And there's pretty much, you know, he has been the guy, the target, and is still able to produce. I love what you said early on. It's like Chris Olave is always open. Yeah, he is always open.
It's just a matter of throwing it. Daryl Heim. Dalton did great, but I think he could have done better, especially early on. Felt like he wasn't allowing the play to develop. Well, keep in mind, again, this is a game where you were down three of your five starting offensive linemen, and Aaron Donald (laughs) was on the opposing uh, defensive line, right? So I don't blame a guy for getting a little antsy in the pocket, for maybe that clock speeding up a a little in his head, right? And sure, yeah, maybe maybe if he stood in there, he might have been able to create some more plays. But again, it, if you're standing in there thinking, "Oh yeah, we're not we're we're gonna stop Aaron Donald for sure." Yeah, I don't have to worry about this. <laughs> it's gonna be a, you're you're gonna have a long day, and you're gonna be pain. You're gonna be in pain after it. Yeah, to me, I I give you know the Saints a ton of credit for being able to limit his production because I was definitely ghastly afraid of what Aaron Donald's stat line was going to be at the end of this game. And he he had some, you know, made some plays, but it wasn't like he overtook it, which I was worried about. Right. So there, people are arguing in the comments over whether we should actually ask Rashid Shaid, Rashid Shaid his name. Dalton did good today, but the Rams are in the Super Bowl hangover right now. Yeah, like, again, the Rams are a bad football team. No questions asked. So that's why, like, you don't overreact to this game. But, like, I think the, the, the cliche that you said, Steve, that I think really kind of sums it up, it's like you can't win two games in a row until you win one game in a row. And this is that one game. Now, you could have said the same thing about the Raiders. <laughs> right. And that, and that victory seems like it was so long ago, Jeff. Yes. It's because it was. <laughs> Ancient history. Yes. They were, like, seven offensive linemen ago. Oh, <laughs> That's all the questions. Anything else you want to hit, Steve, before we go? No, definitely anticipating a uh, interesting week ahead to see who's able to return to practice. We got another, you know, the, the laundry list of injuries continues with this team. Hopefully a guy like a Cam Jordan is out there. I don't know. Still with Marshawn. Saw him again today on the sideline. Not, you know, obviously Drew being is out there too. is a positive. What's that? Drew was out there too. Maybe his like proximity buffer is kind of like Sean Payton's, where if he's just in the state, people are like, "Oh, he's play- they're going the Saints are gonna play better." No, I thought, and and Drew stayed down there for a while, even during kickoff. I was like, "Is he gonna be like Coach Drew today?" But eventually, he left, and I'm sure went with the wife and kids to the suite. But definitely, always great to see Drew around. That was another positive I thought, obviously for the team. But I, you know, I, I dreaded when I tweeted out the picture of Drew. It was like. Oh, is he going to be QB1 today? Yeah, right. Here's one more from Diesel Magnificent. He says, how do y'all feel about my opinion three weeks ago when I said we should use two quarterbacks? Now, you know, this is something I said during during the game, and this sure felt a lot more like, and we don't have to get into all of this. We talked a lot about Andy Dalton and Taysom Mill in the first segment, but this sure felt a lot more like a college two two quarterback system than a Andy Dalton is the starter and you have like one-off Taysom snaps. Because, you know, it was like there was one series where they basically just like handed off like every other play was a different quarterback. And it's like, that's something you see in college. It's not something you see in the NFL. And, you know, if you can find find a way to turn your offense into like less, not necessarily a gimmick, but something that makes it really difficult to defend, that's it. Right. That's something that teams don't want to have to deal with. Um, Like you saw the Saints when the when the Rams had to go to Bryce Perkins, like. They struggled to to adjust in game, and you're like, "That's gonna happen." So, there you have it. I think Steve, you might have frozen. Yes, Steve is gone. <laughs> Steve, Steve left. <laughs> All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us here on Inside Black and Gold. Thanks everyone who tuned in. Thanks everyone who left a comment. Hopefully, 
you enjoyed this. Hopefully you are in a better mood than you have been the last couple weeks. And uh, hopefully the good times can continue. Steve has returned, but I'm, I'm, I'm about to leave. So Yeah, I had the wheel of death buffering and then it cut out. Steve's internet has been slowly dying for the last six months. And my kid's not even home playing Call of Duty, so I don't know. <laughs> That's it. All right, y'all. Thanks, everyone. Peace.